1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In
1: fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning.
2: Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
3: Hello, fantasy fans. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. I'm Jason Smith, alongside Adam Rank, Michael Fabiano, and the Admiral. Akbar, Mila ready to take you through another season for fantasy dominance. Maybe you've had your draft. Maybe your draft is coming up. We'll cover everything you need over the next few minutes here on NFL Fantasy Live. So, Fabs, I know you've done a 1,000 drafts so far. <laughs> Give me your favorite pick from I, any one of your drafts. I still have, like, four left. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, in our Experts League last week, I took Tom Brady in the seventh round. I mean, that is an absolute steal. And in the same draft, I took Jimmy Graham in the third round. So I'm not saying you guys are in trouble in that league, but you guys are in trouble in that <laughs> league. Oh, I've seen, yeah, the rest. Okay, yeah. I've seen the rest of your roster. We're it's fine. It's pretty good. Right? what about yours?
3: What's your favorite pick?
4: You know, like Michael Fabiano, I participated in my League of Record on Sunday night. And by League of Record, I mean the league I care the most about. This is my friends from Corona, California. I got Jimmy Graham as well in the third round. Just a fantastic find. You know, you look at it. When you get Jimmy Graham in the third round, it's like he's your number one receiver. Because I have Randall Cobb in there too, so... He essentially becomes my number two receiver. Jimmy Graham going to have a big year.
5: You know, for me, you know, since I'm out of the league, this is the league that I care most about because it's in front of the primetime. Everybody gets to see me on the lights, see how I'm playing, how I pick. So, for me, my favorite pick was Reggie Bush because I felt like when I got to that third round, it was a real good twist between Frank Gore or Reggie Bush. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with a guy, of course, who hasn't been as prominent as, Reggie, excuse me, as Frank Gore, I'm going to go with Reggie Bush. And Reggie Bush, to me, I think is going to win me a lot of games this year.
3: All right, Reggie Bush, we got a bunch of guys here. If you haven't heard the name of a guy you want to draft, don't worry, we'll get to him. And if you still haven't signed up for your fantasy league, there's still plenty of time. Visit nfl.com slash fantasy to sign up and start your league today with free live scoring, exclusive in-game video highlights, customized matchup previews, and much more. Sign up today. Go legit with nfl.com slash fantasy. Time for our latest headlines, and we start with a new notable cuts as teams finalize their 53-man rosters over the weekend. The big thing here, you see Jonathan Dwyer expected to see some time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. No longer with the Pittsburgh Steelers that running game in the hands of Isaac Redman and Felix Jones, at least for now, until Le'Veon Bell comes back. Some other guys out there. Austin Colley we thought could catch on. Vince Young was going to be the number two quarterback for the Packers. That didn't work out. Fabs, when it comes to the
2: Steelers running game now, it's Isaac Redman, it's Felix Jones. What do you think? It doesn't matter who starts uh, because, quite honestly, this is a backfield committee. This went from a situation where there was a lot of upside with Le'Veon Bell to a situation that is going to be an absolute headache from a fantasy perspective. Both Felix Jones and Redmond need to be owned in 10 or 12 fleet leagues, but I don't know if I'm starting these guys. I have very little faith in either one of them. I'd draft Le'Veon Bell, and I'd hold him on your roster. No, definitely. Yeah, I took him late, hoping that he can come through for me. If you well. can, if you can hold
3: the spot, sure. Yeah. Heath Miller activated from the pup list. Good news. That means the Steelers think he can come back sooner than the first few weeks of the season. Ben Roethlisberger's favorite red zone target should be drafted in a lot of leagues. But then again, if you're going to do it. Make sure you have a backup, because even though he is practicing, he likely won't play for at least the first couple of games. Terrell Pryor running with the ones in Oakland. Numerous media reports have confirmed that is what is going on with Terrell Pryor. Fabs,
2: what does it do for his value? I love Terrell Pryor because he can run the football. He is my 2013 Colin Kaepernick, all right, or back when I went with Tim Tebow. I love Pryor because he can run. I would draft him ahead of Joe Flacco,
5: ahead of Alex Smith, ahead of Phillip Rivers. Why? Because he has upside. Well, I would say pump the brakes there. Just because he's a running quarterback doesn't mean he's going to be has, have fantasy value. I don't like Torrell Ter- Pryor to be drafted. Oh,
2: I don't know, buddy.
3: Rob Gronkowski participated in full practice Sunday, also practiced on Monday with the Patriots. His return might not be imminent. They're thinking possibly between week three and week seven for
5: Gronk. So, where do you draft him, Akbar? You know what? I, I still stay away from uh, Rob Gronkowski, but a lot of people are going out there with that faith now that you know him. So you get him in the fifth round. You do a fifth to sixth round. That's where you want to take a guy like Rob Gronkowski. Don't take him any earlier than Should that.
4: Should be pointed out, he played just 11 games
3: last year, still finished second among tight ends at fantasy point scoring. Other tight end news, the Broncos' Julius Thomas, the surprise winner of Denver's starting spot at the position, according to the team's website. Former Portland State basketball player beat out Jacob Tammy and Joel Dreesen for that role. Rank, how draftable is Julius Thomas? Not draftable at all because you look at what the Broncos have
4: on offense. They've got Wes Welker joining Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. I find it hard to get excited for a guy with little experience coming in. There, there's too many guys to throw the ball
2: out to. But a two. Everybody agrees. <laughs> if, he has, <laughs> if, he, two. if he needed to, he's two. a talented he kid, but he's in the wrong situation to break out for fantasy. Orders. That's a lot of
3: traffic there. <laughs> All right, guys. We had our annual Experts League draft this past Friday. Let's take a look at the first round. And Mr. Rank, since you are the reigning Experts League oh, champion, okay. two out of the last three years, thank they you. Handicap this thing for
4: us. Oh, you know what? First round. Everybody's looking pretty strong. Adrian Peterson. Now, when you go back to NFL fantasy draft week and some other charity events that we've been doing i have not found a league where adrian peterson is not going number one overall the big question who goes number two marshawn lynch goes right here the nfl.com fantasy users chose him arian foster drops all the way down to number five michael fabiano is not scared off Rashawn mccoy went ahead of me though
3: I'm a little worried. Now, let me introduce you to a man who said with the first overall
5: pick, I'm going to shock the world. <laughs> and I took Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and I did shock the world because I did what everybody expected me to do take Adrian Peterson because you know that he is going to be the man there for the Minnesota Vikings. You know, believe it or not, I do believe that Greg Jennings will allow him to get to that 2,500 yard mark. They said just because he's a credible and a solid wide receiver that won't, uh, I mean, that will allow them not to stack the box against Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is going to be a beast this year. Just 2,500 yards? Uh, just 2,500. Although I did predict, though, personally, that he will run for 3,000 yards. That's right. I tweeted it out. I said it. Hater. Just did you 3, really say that? Yeah. I said it. He did. Right? Yeah, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. All right. That's Adrian Peterson we're talking about.
3: You were right. feeling good picking number two, thinking Arian Foster's going to be your guy, but we watched him fall down the draft, Fabs. Uh, for the season, he looks to be fine, but early on, there's probably he
2: could split carries. It could be a lot of things going on. What do you make of where he I'm went? I'm not worried about Arian Foster <laughs> whatsoever, okay? And you know why I'm not worried about? because I've got running back depth and guess what I've got Ben Tate on that roster too I handcuffed him to my man Arian Foster I have a sneaking suspicion that Foster is going to come out and play extremely well and we're all going to forget about all this hooey and applesauce that Dave Dameshek likes to talk about (laughs) with Foster's injuries I cannot let him fall past the fifth overall pick I just can't do it he's been the best running back in fantasy over the last three years combined can't do it I love guys who ignore the facts and just go the completely facts. opposite. Is that he's been the best running back in fantasy? Over
5: the um, last three years combined.
4: His, his yards per carry have dropped in the last three years. His average yards per
5: really? reception and, have dropped the last three years. And he still years. finished third in fantasy points. Well, by running mean, th- backs this last is going to be an explosive offense, too. I'm, I'm with Fabs here. I mean, you can't let him j- drop below that that fifth pick right there. you got to steal right there. And if anything, that's probably how you're going to be dominant over these guys. Not me, but over these guys. Oh,
3: okay.
2: Now, you're still with with Marshawn Lynch, Doug Martin over Arian Foster? No, just Marshawn Lynch. Okay, Marshawn Lynch, I think, is the safest running back outside of Adrian Peterson. Doug Martin has rushed for
4: at least 1,500 yards in every season of his NFL career. How can you
5: argue with that?
4: How can you argue? It's true. Yeah. Well, then James room. Jones will score another 14 touchdowns. In the shares, every time yes. James Jones has started at least 14 games, he scored 14 touchdowns. Irresputable. Ir- 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 Whatever. Irresputable. Exactly.
3: Whatever. <laughs> <in this> <Dave> so. so. I don't care. Hashtag facts. misleading stats on Adam yeah. Reich if you follow him on Twitter. When we come back, our preview of week one of the regular season is on the way see which players we think deserve a spot in your starting lineup in the opening games of the year. And there's still plenty of time to cram before the biggest test of your fantasy season. Our last-minute draft primer is on the way when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. The NFL season kicks off in just a few days, but there's still plenty of time to sign up for your NFL.com Fantasy League and join a draft. If you're worried you haven't done the homework, well, Consider us your fantasy tutors. So, Akbar, if you haven't done any prep work, what's one piece of advice you can give to people who want to draft?
5: Well, the only way to draft is by creating a pre-draft tier, and that's with your quarterbacks, for example. You want to be able to know that if I have a tier system in place, it allows me not to go into what I call the emotional state of drafting, where it's like, oh, I love this guy. This guy looks really good. So, example, I have my tier one, tier two, tier three guy. Now, I have Colin Kaepernick as my tier one guy. Now, all of a sudden, I see RG3, and he pops up. And all the things that you know about RG3, him coming back and the exciting times, I can push that out of the way. I know I've got Colin Kaepernick over RG3, so I'm going to go with Colin. And Kaepernick. You know, another guy, too, I mean, that's really out there. You're later in your draft and you're looking for a quarterback, and perhaps you're not the guy that had an opportunity to get one of those guys. You have Matt Ryan out there. You know how to prioritize him, because in the NFL, we call this a scouting report. You get your scouting report out there, and it allows you to maximize your draft experience.
4: Matt Ryan, Tony Romo, a lot of those guys in your second tier, guys, you should target later in drafts, especially... If your fantasy league gives you four points for a passing touchdown, which is NFL.com standard, any of those guys are a good value.
3: Yeah, and remember, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. It's not like some other positions where there's a dearth of talent. You can you go 11, 12, 13 deep. If right, you have Frank. a 10-team league, you're going to get a stud quarterback. Yes, yeah, so you, can, you can wait 6th, 7th, 8th round and get your starting quarterback. What do you got? What's your big piece of advice?
4: This seems like it should be basic, but you need to know the injuries because too often you guys get into a draft and you hear it, you know, somebody will go up. Draft somebody who might be injured. Now, if you look at the board here, there's a lot of notable injuries right here. Michael Crabtree, Percy Harvin, Jeremy Macklin. Now, a couple of the guys we have highlighted here. Victor Cruz coming back from his heel injury. We're expecting him to be able to play in week one. Rob Gronkowski was on the 11-on-11 drills on Monday. So that means he's starting to come back. There's whispers, according to the Boston Herald, that he could be ready. For week two, their home open. which would be good. big. And now you're if you're getting Rob Gronkowski in the fifth round now, here's a young man from NFL Fantasy Draft Week. He did not know who was injured. Look at that. He's got Dennis Pitta. He's got Macklin and Percy Harvin. Yeah, don't let this happen to yeah, you.
5: Yikes. Ooh, that's <laughs> like when you auto-draft that no. house.
4: <laughs> you know what? And then you got to wonder, like, who are the guys who are letting him do this? Oh, so, man, his so friends. Like, I'm going to say something to the kids at home. Make sure you know your injuries. Before you go into the draft, it's the best thing you can
3: do. All right, real quick, give me your round for Gronkowski, where you're drafting him right now, with the latest news. I'd go fourth, fifth
4: round. It depends on how your roster's shaping up. You've got to read the room and everything like that. I was in a draft where Jimmy Graham went in the third round. Then I would probably slide Gronkowski down to the fifth. But if Graham goes in the second, and there's some other things going on, then I would go fourth.
3: All right, the other thing we need to know, know who your sleepers are. But not only that, know a difference when a guy is a sleeper as opposed to a breakout guy. For instance, Lamar Miller, someone who we thought the entire preseason, he's going to be a breakout guy, someone who could be a top ten running back. He hasn't looked very good this preseason. So now he kind of slides back on your draft board a little bit. Don't worry about reaching up for Lamar Miller. Fifth, sixth round is about where Miller's going to go. If you get him there, you're pretty happy. Remember, he's someone you have to draft him. If you like him, as Akbar says, take the emotion out of it and draft him where he's supposed to be drafted.
5: Yeah, and I'll say, too, this with, uh, about Lamar Miller. I think also having a guy with upside in your roster helps to add and balance out your roster. I right. was
4: able to nab him as a, as a flex guy, and I love him in that position. Don't like him as number one, not necessarily as a number two, but as a flex guy,
3: digging it. That's how you started tweeting out, 2013 champion, right? Was it after that Lamar Miller I think thing? I was. I was doing laps, <laughs> taking bows, <laughs> all sorts of good stuff. Another guy, T.Y. Hilton. He's a sleeper, but his draft value is moving up. His average draft round is the 12th round. He finished huge last season. He's had a pretty good preseason as well. He looks to gain even more targets from Andrew Luck this year as Reggie Wayne dominates the outside. Coverage is still going to roll towards him. He's a deep threat. He's someone that, if you want to get him as a sleeper,
5: maybe a little bit higher than the 12th round because his value is going up as opposed to Lamar Miller. Yeah, He is my favorite of the sleepers that you have because T.Y. Hilton, I think, is going to explode. And We talk about balancing out your roster. He's the type of guy, after. After you get your name brand guys from Nordstrom's, now all of a sudden you go to TJ Maxx and you get your guy like T.Y. Hilton, and he's going to be a big bang for your roster. You can go to the Nordstrom Rack. You uh, can, uh, it's, yeah. still, it's still high-end and everything. <laughs> the thing I don't
4: like, I don't like uh, DHB being in there. It's a little bit, you hear that he's going to be the number two guy and everything like that, but T.Y. Hilton still looks like the guy to me.
3: And Akbar will be signing autographs if you ever see him at TJ Maxx. He's the the big guy looking through the shirts going, there's nothing here for me. There's nothing here for me. All right, now someone we thought was going to be a breakout candidate but slid back a little bit is tight end Brandon Myers with the New York Giants. Caught 89 passes with the Raiders last year. Eli always makes his tight ends big weapons. But so far, it's been slow going for Brandon Myers. And Eli stopped by NFL Fantasy Live a week ago to tell us it's a work in progress.
0: You know Brandon's doing great, and uh, he's, he's a smart guy and competitive, and, and so uh, you know each game is important for us to get on the same page and practice. So uh, the more you know, more action we can get, and, and him making decisions, and me you know reading his body language, uh, all those things are, are gonna make us stronger.
3: So it sounds like a bit of a slow going for Brandon Myers with the Giants. Where are you drafting
4: him? I'm waiting on him. You know if there's a run on tight ends, which there inevitably will be. Then I can wait a little bit and get a guy like Brandon Myers. I understand his preseason, not his best work. But again, it's the preseason. He's getting acclimated. By the time we're into week eight, week nine, Brandon Myers is going to be a very viable fantasy option. And you can get him very late, thanks to his bad
5: preseason. Well, You know, and that, that makes sense for you to wait on a tight end, especially like a guy like Brandon Myers. Whereas Carson Palmer made him look hot last year when they had that chemistry. But it takes time. And I know from moving from team to team, I've gone from the Raiders to the Chargers to the Dolphins. And every time you have to learn a new system, it makes you play a little slower. So you probably won't see the real Brandon Myers until probably midseason. Mm-hmm. As you guys talked about, you with the, with the talked about the quarterbacks having a very deep value at position. Same
3: thing with tight ends. You can get, if you're a 10-team league, you can get 10-11 deep, and you're like, I'm pretty happy with a Fred Davis or a Brandon Myers or a Jared Cook. Michael Finley's also
5: I in love mix, Finley. too. There's
3: yeah. a lot of guys. Jordan Cameron, there's a ton of guys you can get. I wouldn't worry too much about it. All right, there we go. So for more pre-draft preparations, let's send it over to NFL.com Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano with his top 10 at each position.
2: Fabs. All right, Jason. Thank you, my man. And uh, sure, we can talk sleepers and busts all day, but It's important not to forget the basics, so here are my top 10 quarterbacks for the upcoming 2013 fantasy season. And kids out there, wait on a quarterback. I know everyone else is going to jump on a quarterback into the first three rounds. Wait at the position. Look how deep this position is. Last year at number 10, we had Russell Wilson at 275 fantasy points. There's depth. Build your draft strategy around going after running backs and wide receivers early and waiting on a quarterback. Let's go to those running backs. Adrian Peterson, clearly the number one guy. A lot of very familiar names, a few breakout candidates in there, like CJ Spiller. LaShawn McCoy should have a big season in Philadelphia under Chip Kelly and Trent Richardson. I love Trent Richardson. This season could be a steal at the end of round one. At the wide receiver spot, everybody knows Calvin Johnson's number one. He is the consensus top wide receiver in fantasy. But the guy most likely to knock him off that pedestal this season is the Cowboys. Des Bryant. Des Bryant is one of the most talented wide receivers in the National Football League. He has got an unbelievably great rapport with Tony Romo. If you watch in the preseason, these guys hooked up almost exclusively. Des Bryant will be the second wide receiver taken, and he should be in the second round in most fantasy drafts. Don't be shocked if he overtakes Megatron as the top wideout from a fantasy perspective. I love Des Bryant this season. Again, he is well worth a second round pick in every fantasy draft and also another thing to keep in mind he has one of the easiest schedules based on fantasy points among wide receivers now moving into the tight end board again a lot of familiar names you're looking at Jimmy Graham he'll come off the board somewhere in round 2 or round 3 Rob Gronkowski I haven't come off the board in round 5 don't take him any earlier keep in mind he is going to miss at least the first week, maybe two. They're talking about him coming back between week three and week seven. Tony Gonzalez, Jay Swinton, a couple of veterans out there. Then you're looking at players with upside late. The guys just talked about Brandon Myers and Jared Cook coming in at number 10, a big-time sleeper at the tight end position. Moving on to defenses, a lot of the same names. The Seahawks defense, the Niners, the Bears, the Patriots, who have a great matchup in week, week one against the Buffalo Bills. The Ravens have moved down because a lot of changes at that, at that defensive spot. The Rams and the Cardinals are a sneaky good pick from a defensive perspective. They always finish in the top 12 in fantasy points. Now, as for the kickers, well, you can wait until the last round of your draft and take that pick. Don't take a kicker before the final round. Coming up next on NFL Fantasy Live, kickoff is right around the corner, and we dive headfirst into the week one matchups that tickle our fantasy fancy. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on.
3: Week one is upon us, and if you've already had your draft, Now's the time to make the critical decisions of who to start and who to leave on your bench.
2: Fabs and Akbar, which borderline starters need to be in fantasy players' lineups this week? Well, I'm going to start off in New England with Shane Vereen. The Buffalo Bills' defense has traditionally been awful against the run, making Stephen Ridley a solid start at number one or number two and making Vereen a very good three or flex, especially in a PPR league. I got a feeling that the Patriots are going to blow the Bills out of the water this weekend. Yeah, you also remember he could wind up lining up out wide and get the ball that way. They have to get him the ball. Yep, no doubt about it. And again, with the Patriots and their lack of reliable offensive weapons in the passing game, Vereen will see a lot of targets. For me,
5: it's Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is a must-play going up against the Washington Redskins. When you look at the Washington Redskins last year, they are ranked 30th in pass defense, and partly it was because they didn't have Brian Arakbo getting after the quarterback when they needed to him, but i tell you right now, Jim Hazlitt as the defensive coordinator won't be able to match up against this offense with the high tempo. When they bring in the different groupings, the personnel groupings, hard to tell if it's run or pass with the Philadelphia Eagles. Deshaun Jackson is going to be a great flex guy. You better go get him. All right now maybe you drafted Matthew Stafford
3: late. You drafted him as your first quarterback. Maybe you got fortunate enough to draft him as your backup. Hey, he's got to start week one 348 yards passing in his last nine home games they can throw the ball 800 times this year matthew stafford wow. is my big bounce back guy this season and as we've talked about fabs he's got that second guy in reggie bush
2: who can take a swing pass and turn it into an 80 yard touchdown yeah and he had a couple of 300 yard games last year against the minnesota vikings i completely agree with you jason Stafford needs to be in your starting lineup. He's a top 10 quarterback this week. All right, give me another quarterback, Akbar.
5: Well, first off, the quarterback I'm going to mention is not going to throw the ball 800 times. That's a (laughs) lot of time to throw the ball. But, Killers, we're in the passing league. But one guy that I do like is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is going up against the New Orleans Saints and Every time I watch him play against the the Saints, he's popping in 50 times. I mean, he's going to pop them for 50 times, throwing the ball to Julio Jones, Roddy White. Now he's got a guy, Steven Jackson, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Of course, they got Jaquiz Rogers. But what's what's more impressive to me is that this defense that they're going to is going to give up a lot of points. And Rob Ryan's defense, having played in his defense, I know it takes about a year and a half to two years to really understand the terminology and all the adjustments they're going to make. Look. You don't have time to make adjustments against the Atlanta Falcons. You better go get, to me, a Matt Ryan because he's going to be healthy, healthy for your roster. All right, when you see the name Miles Austin, you think, oh, fantasy disappointment oh the last couple of years.
3: But in your flex spot this week, Fabs, you have a lot of unknowns. If you have Eddie Lacy or Chris Ivory or Giovanni
2: Bernard, Miles Austin against the Giants, Pretty good play. Yeah, I like him as a three. Uh, he was drafted as a three in most fantasy leagues. And the Giants' pass defense, guys, I mean, let's face it, last year it was terrible. It was really bad. And Tony Romo always has big games against the New York Giants. So if you do the domino effect, it's going to be a good week for Des Bryant and a very good week to start Miles Austin. And maybe he catches one that's in the lights this time. I know. I don't know if he lost it in the <laughs> lights or if it was a <laughs> hamstring. I'm not sure. Let's talk about the other quarterback in that contest, Eli Manning. You want to talk about a guy who dominates a team? Eli Manning is the Cowboys' daddy, all right? He puts up (laughs) big numbers week in and week out every time he is facing the boys with the stars on their helmet. In fact, he has averaged two touchdown passes in his last eight games against them. I think this is going to be a shootout. Eli Manning has his weapons back with Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix. They have Brandon Myers in the offense now. Watch Eli have a big game against the Cowpokes. All right, and luckily or likely you got him as
3: a number two, so you have to play the percentages there, but Eli could be in for another big one. Now, something we talk about on NFL Fantasy Live is preaching matchups on defense. You can have a great defense like the Bears or the 49ers, but chances are you're going to wind up trying to pick up a defense that has a game against a really bad offense. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers open up against the New York Jets. There's a few teams every year that we say, who are they playing? That's the defense I'm picking up. You may only play him once but this is the week to do
5: well, it. Well, I think, is is it then clear that to say that if you're any team defense playing against the New York Jets or the Oakland Raiders, yes. you want to pick those guys up and play them in the matchup, especially if you subscribe to that belief. Of course, I believe that you get a dominant defense, but if you don't have a dominant defense, why not go after these guys? They've already upgraded their backfield by getting Revis and Golson. I think that they're not going to have an opportunity to throw the ball. They're going to stack the box against this New York Jets team, and they're just going to give it to them. I drafted the Buccaneers in like three <laughs> leagues because,
2: <laughs> All the good defenses were gone. I says I'm just playing the matchups. I'll stream the defenses and the Jets –
5: have one of the worst offenses well, me, in the league. And, and let me say this. Because sacks are worth a lot of points, you could see a record-breaking sack in this game. I mean, because who, who, are, they gonna throw? <laughs> who <laughs> are they going to throw the ball to? You better go get Another team. team, the Colts, too, against yeah. against the Raiders. Wesley Walker could have a
3: big game. There's a lot of Jets receivers out there. You have no idea who Wesley Walker is. You're looking
5: at <laughs> I, it. I know that. Wes Walker. Don't start talking <laughs> about <laughs> Tune now.
3: All right. Now, Pats also could be big against the Buffalo Bills. Bills starting either Jeff Toole or E.J. Manuel. That could be another big one, too. Yeah,
5: and we all know how Bill Belichick is. He's going to. The game around these guys. He's go- and-, and Jeff Toole's not ready for that. I've seen him in college. I think that's going to be a really good pick to pick up the Patriots' defense.
3: All right, don't forget, fantasy leagues are still open, and you can join a league and start drafting in just a few short minutes before week one kicks off this Thursday with Ravens-Broncos. In fact, Fads is drafting right now in an inside linebacker-only league. He just made three picks in the last couple minutes. Sign up right now, NFL.com slash fantasy. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, fantasy boom or bust, there's a handful of players that could go either way. Don't worry, our experts are here to help. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We showed you the first round of our Experts League draft earlier Here's how round two went. Alfred Morris, the first pick of round two, and you saw Elliot Harrison nabbing David Wilson at number 15. Now you see number 19, Stephen Ridley, NFL.com fantasy users. That is America's team. You want to join a fantasy league against Michael Fabiano, the rest of our fantasy experts? Well, now's your chance. Visit NFL.com slash America's team and vote on the decisions you want to see made for your fantasy team in the official NFL.com experts league. So let's take a look at the team that you, the fans, control in our experts' league, first here's the starters. Again, everybody votes who they want. The most popular selection is the pick. Pretty decent starting lineup here. Fab's, you got Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, Stephen Ridley, Julio Jones, Torrey
2: Smith, Gronk at tight end. So you need a new one, but not a bad, not bad by at America. At full strength, that team is going to be very competitive. I like Marshawn Lynch there. Stephen Ridley to me is still an underrated fantasy running back.
3: Now here's the bench, and the question facing America's team right now is, okay, you need another tight end because Rob Gronkowski, even though he's back at practice, is still recovering from injury. He won't play week one. Jonathan. Dwyer, who was drafted, no longer with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So likely what you're going to have to do, America's team, drop Jonathan Dwyer and pick up a tight end. You can help manage America's team at NFL.com slash America's team. Vote who you should pick up to start. this. plenty of decent tight end potential on the waiver wire. Now, we're going to decide and we're going to make our decisions here and talk about what we took away from our Experts League draft. Fabs, what did you take away from the Experts League when you saw how everything went?
2: Man, you can wait on a quarterback, and I've been telling the kids out there to wait on a quarterback the entire preseason, and I got Tom Brady in round seven. You guys should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> that you let me get Tom Brady in the seventh round. If that doesn't give you a reason to wait on quarterbacks, I don't know what does. He's not going to fall to the seventh round in most leagues, but the fact of the matter is someone like Tony Romo will, someone like Matthew Stafford will, maybe even an RG3 or a Matt Ryan that is just the 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 clearest example of how deep this quarterback position is this year. Load up on your running backs and wide receivers early. Trust me, you will thank us after your well, draft.
5: Well, and I'll tell you this, too. This allowed you not only that, it allowed you to get guys like Dwayne Bow. It allowed you to get guys like Marcus Colson. Had you gone with him a little earlier, now all of a sudden you'd be weak at that position. Maybe you were left with, you know, Torrey Smith being your number one wide receiver versus having a Colson or a Dwayne Bow. Yeah, because
4: if you go with a quarterback too early in your draft or you're drafting him in the second or the third round, you're going to end up with somebody like Daryl Richardson. As your number two (laughs) running back or somebody like Eddie Lacy. Somebody who you aren't going to be completely confident in. That's why wait. Because I got Tony Romo in maybe the ninth round it was. And when you play in a league that gives you four points for a touchdown pass, not six, for four points... You can wait on the corner.
5: And this is another thing. You won't be as bitter with Tom Brady if for some reason he flops. You know, you won't be as bitter because you got him at that seventh round pick. I've got the faith
3: in Tom Brady. <laughs> all right, the faith also in David Wilson. We saw Elliott Harrison getting him in the second round. Now, we thought, Rank, he's someone, all right, third round maybe, but with the well, news of Andre Brown's injury, he's rising on a lot of boards. Absolutely. And this goes back to last season. He was a, a standout in preseason
4: last year. Everybody thought he was going to come in, be a great flex option. He fumbles the first time he carries the football. We don't see him again until December, but he was excellent in December. And like you said, you know what? This preseason, it looked like Andre Brown was going to take those carries in the red zone. Andre Brown, 26% of his carries came in the red zone. That led the NFL last year, but now those are gone. David Wilson might not get all the carries this time, but he'll get enough. And I like him in the second round. I was looking. I got Steven Jackson. I was very happy with that pick. But you know what? If I would have been stuck with, and I don't want to say stuck with David Wilson, but if I would have ended up with David Wilson, I would have been
5: happy with Boy, him. second round just seems too high for me, especially when you had a guy like CJ2K out there. You had MJD. I would have gone CJ2K before I would have gone David Wilson. I think it was just a little emotional because of the day after we found out Andre Brown, you know, is out.
3: Yep, that's what happens. That's the way the draft goes. Where you got to follow the draft. One thing you can follow, you can wait on the rookies. Eddie Lacy was the first rookie off the board. I took him in the fourth round. DeAndre Hopkins in the twelfth round. Fabs, we like some of these running backs, and
2: of all the guys with upside, Eddie Lacy at least has the opportunity right now. Yes, and Eddie Lacy is one of the players in the preseason who saw his value rise the most. Now, I don't know if I want him as a two-smith, but I do like him as a high-end three. The good thing about Lacy is that he has the upside to be an RB, B two, so I don't think you're sitting too bad. No, and the thing is, the other guys, is I got... I have uh, um, I took Chris Ivory and, and also
3: Giovanni Bernard, so I need one of those guys to come
5: through. Right, so and one of I'm those guys will okay. be
2: your two, So I think you're
3: okay.
5: Yeah. What about uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Akbar? Well, you know the way I draft is after the eighth round, I start looking for guys with upside. I'm not going to go for upside in the third, fourth, fifth round. That's way too high. It puts your your roster at a disadvantage. But DeAndre Hopkins is a guy. Now I know, of course, he's gone through that whole concussion thing, and you know we'll see how that uh, how that plays out, but DeAndre Hopkins going to be that guy next to Andre Johnson who's going to make big plays, and he showed that during the preseason, so we know he has explosive capabilities. And he is on America's team. That's who selected
3: DeAndre Hopkins, so maybe they're right about him. Now, we saw a run on tight ends that came in the sixth round, and one of the guys that went in this round rank was Jason Witten, who, you know, you kind of forget about him. We talk so much about Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham. Yeah. You forget about him. You totally do, you know, and everybody likes those big names, likes the household
4: guy. How is Jason Witten not a household name? You see his numbers against other tight ends. He's up there with the best of them. And especially if you're playing in a PPR league, he gets targeted more than any tight end out there. Jason Witten, when that run on tight end starts, and it usually starts with Tony Gonzalez, I prefer Vernon Davis. I prefer Jason Witten. And if you miss out on those guys, you know what? Don't sweat. I'll wait for Jordan Cameron. I'll wait for Jermichael Finley. I'll, there's plenty of opportunities down there later on in the 10th, 12th round. He had 110 round. catches last year. It's insane.
2: 110.
4: We yep. did a PPR draft earlier this offseason, and I picked him up in the fifth round, and I'm like, what is everybody
5: doing? Just the big like name at the bottom of that list, Jermichael Finley. Mark my words there, Jermichael Finley. All right, Finley. we'll see how
3: our draft goes with NFL AM uh, tomorrow to see if we see some of the same trends we saw this past weekend. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, who will be the fantasy rookie of the year? There could be only one, but there certainly are plenty of options to choose from. We'll take our pick. But up next, our experts go head-to-head. Which players are on the cusp of being a breakout star and which might slide their way down to your fantasy bench? Find out when NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Boomer or bust? That's the question on the minds of fantasy owners this time of year, and we're here with our predictions for the players who have the greatest potential to put up big numbers or make fantasy owners tear their hair out. This, thanks to
2: drafting Ryan Matthews too many times. All right, Fabs, MJD this year. boomer or bust? I'm going to say boom because MJD is going to be a guy I'm not going to draft until the third round. The fourth roundup is available because that's just where I like him in terms of relative value. He's no longer a number one fantasy running back and shouldn't be drafted as such. He is now a number two. Also remember, he's only 27. He's not old. He's in a contract year. He'll be motivated to produce because this is the last time he's going to have a chance to get a big money deal. As a number two fantasy running back, I would take a boom. I'm Maurice Jones-Drew. How high do you draft him? Again, third or fourth round. All right, let's get to Colin Kaepernick, who's on a
3: lot of people's lists as being a breakout player this year. And Look, he certainly looks the part. Looking at fantasy meeting reality, it's been an entire offseason of defensive coordinators seeing what Kaepernick did. He kind of took the league by storm as an unknown last year. He doesn't have Michael Crabtree. I'm a little nervous, and more nervous than I thought I'd be about Colin Kaepernick. I'm defaulting to guys like Matt Ryan, to guys like Andrew Luck, that I'm taking in that 7th, 8th part, or the 7th, 8th quarterback coming off the board. Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, these guys just make me a little bit too nervous than the other guys who are a little more tried and true. All right, let's get back to some running backs here, Rank, and CJ2K.
4: Boom! Let's go, big boom, CJ2K. He is not the number one running back he used to be a couple of years ago, but he is still a great value as a number two running back. He, he ranked 13th last year in fantasy football points amongst running backs, and you're probably going to draft him in the third round and as a number two running back, or even if you want to play a little fancy, put him out as your flex guy. He's going to be great for you. The one thing I really like about him, I understand, he's going to lose some touchdowns
3: to MJD, but he doesn't get hurt. He's only missed one game in the last five years. When it comes to CJ2K, are you comfortable with him as a number two or are you really comfortable as a three? I would be more
4: comfortable with him as a three. If I could, but as a number two, if you're going to be one of those guys who takes Des Bryant, Calvin Johnson in the second round, then CJ2K will be a nice option for you as a number two running back. All
3: right, Reggie Bush could certainly be a guy there for you. He's coming off the boards much earlier than even we anticipated seeing our NFL Fantasy Live Drafts go. Fabs, you got him as a boom.
2: I like him. I really do. The one caveat is he needs to stay healthy on turf. But this offense is a perfect fit for Reggie Bush and what he does in terms of his skill set. He may have more receiving yards and rushing yards this year, guys. He is going to catch the ball out of the backfield a ton. In fact, I would not be surprised if he's the second most targeted player in a Detroit Lions uniform this year, behind, of course, Calvin Johnson. I dropped him in the third or fourth round in both standard and PPR. He's more likely to go in the third round in a league where you get points per reception. That's where we get PPR from.
3: Another running back who's a boom is David Wilson, especially with what's going on with the Giants over the last few days. You have Andre Brown's injury, going to keep him out of action for a while. The running game is entirely in his hands. He's a home run threat. He's a threat for a touchdown every time he touches the football. And the best part about it is that if he fumbles, well, who else are they going to go to? Ryan Terrain suddenly is going to come in. David Wilson is moving up so many draft boards. In fact, in our Experts League fans, he went in the second round, which shows you how people are thinking. If
2: you want David Wilson, you got to get him really early. The one thing that was holding his value back, guys, was what?
3: Andre
4: Brown.
2: And Andre Brown's no longer in the mix. Yeah. All right, we talked about Ryan Matthews a couple seconds ago. Rank,
4: Boomer bust? Bust. I'm going to pass on Ryan Matthews. Now, I understand he had a fantastic preseason, 121 yards and a touchdown, and now he's crawling up draft boards. People are even looking at him as a number two running back. I do not advise this. I say he's a flex option at best. If you look at him, he's just not explosive enough. He doesn't get into the end zone enough. He's he's had no rushing touchdowns in his last nine games. You see it right there. I'm, I'm reading it off the board. But you look at the statistics. It does not bear out to hit him to be a number two running back. I say you pass on him.
3: What about between him and Danny Woodhead? Real quick. <laughs> Come on. Be serious,
2: Jason. <laughs> Move on to Mike Wallace. Yeah, let's talk about Mike Wallace. I have him as a bust, guys. And – I have him as a bust because of two reasons. Number one, I don't think he's a good fit for that offense. And number two, there's only been three wide receivers to have 1,000 yards since Dan Marino retired in South Florida. And I don't think Mike Wallace is going to be the next guy. Listen, he's talented, and I would have liked him a heck of a lot more if he stayed in Pittsburgh. But in Miami, I don't like him as anything more than a three. I wouldn't draft him as a two. You're playing with fire there.
3: All right. Still to come, it's our preseason
2: fantasy award
3: predictions. See who we think is in line to be the comeback player of the year for fantasy owners in 2013. NFL honors comes early when Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back. A full season of twists and turns lay ahead for NFL teams and fantasy owners alike. So we're looking into our collective crystal ball to nominate who we think will take home the hardware in 2013, our version of the Academy Award. So, Michael Fabiano, in your very sharp suit here, give us your pick for fantasy rookie of the year.
2: I'm going to go with Eddie Lacy. I'm going to go with the running back because the running back is typically the position that scores the most fantasy points of these first-year players. Lacy's the featured back there. Forget about Jonathan Franklin. Dewan Harris is out for the season. Alex Green is wearing for the Jets now. Eddie Lacy is coming on from a fantasy perspective. See, I like that pick because I have him. I know you do. Thank you very much for (laughs) coming through for me there. I'm going to go with Gio Bernard.
3: This is someone who you look at the situation on paper and say, okay, it's a timeshare with Ben Jarvis Greenellis. But you look at the touches he got this preseason. These weren't touches to get him used to the NFL. These were touches early on in games. You see his explosiveness. He could be that breakout guy at running back. Hey, look, I got both of them. So, you know, I'm happy if one of them pans out. But Bernard is someone who is going to slowly take that job away from Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis reduce him to possibly a goal line back maybe later on in the season. All right, let's go some breakouts now. And Adam Rank, you're going quarterback. I'm going to go Colin Kaepernick. I know not necessarily your idea of a breakout guy because he was so good last year.
4: But if you look at his numbers last year and you spread them out over an entire season, we're looking at over 4,000 passing yards, 32 total touchdowns. And the best thing about him, is that he's just getting better. You know what? This is the first time he's had a full training camp with Jim Harbaugh. He went in last year as the number two guy behind Alex Smith. Now he's coming into the number one guy. People, they do not have him solved. And if you look at his last five weeks, he
5: outscored Tom Brady in five of the last six weeks of the season last year. This guy is going to be huge. Well, if you look at the fact that Colin Kaepernick took – alex smith spot then i'm thinking that alex smith had to be really good to be in front of colin kaepernick for so long so i like colin kaepernick excuse me i like alex smith to be the breakout player of the year because i think being with andy Reid, having dwayne Bow, jamal charles in the backfield to me that is a setup for success i like the way he's he's very accurate especially with the mid passing game and then he can throw that deep ball if he needs mm-hmm. to to get out to dwayne Bow. he's going to be a person that you have to watch out for if you've got alex smith somewhere in the late round and you have him stashed away, watch him rise up your board. And, and
3: if you have Dwayne Bow, then you're also hoping Alex Smith comes <laughs> through because then that's exactly what you need. All right, how about comeback player of the year? This is someone coming back from a fantasy season that was very disappointing whether you drafted someone early or had him on a keeper league. And Akbar, no surprise, you're going with
5: your former flame, Michael Vick. Michael Vick is going to be the comeback player of the year without a doubt. When you look at the offense that he's running right now, I can't keep saying it enough. Chip Kelly is going to make Michael Vick a star. He's now on his last tour. If he does not succeed in this offense, you can forget about Michael Vick. He will have no fantasy relevancy until he retires from the game of football. This is it. He knows that pressure. It's real. He's going to succeed in this offense having Shady McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, and he's going to have a sprinkle of other guys, too, that are really going to get hot in this offense I'm telling you, go Michael Vick for the comeback. Let me throw this out there real quick to you guys. He starts out gangbusters. First three, four weeks
3: he's great. Do you keep him or trade him? Keep uh, him. Keep him. Trade him. Larry trade Fitzgerald him. could
2: also be a big comeback player of the year with Carson Palmer throwing him passes in Arizona fans. Could be, will be. He was 42nd in fantasy points among wide receivers last year. He's moving back up into the top ten. Dare I say he may move up into the top five. He's that good. He's motivated. The one question about this team is the offensive line. They just lost Jonathan Cooper for the season. But you know Carson Palmer is going to be looking for his man, Larry Fitzgerald, early and often this season.
4: Larry Fitzgerald is in the top five in fantasy points amongst wide receivers in every
3: odd-numbered season Listen of his career. Listen to the man. Listen it's to the
4: 2013, man. he's the top five guy.
3: All right, where are you drafting him? I'll take him in the third round. Third round, Larry Fitzgerald. I was kind of talking some MVP now, and you know, we'll get a little off the beaten path. Obviously, guys like Adrian Peterson are going to get a lot of consideration. Doug Martin, but how about C.J. Spiller? Right, this is a guy who the Bills said we're going to get him the football three hundred times a game. He's easily the best weapon they have. That's a lot. We've love seen it. him being a breakout guy. You draft C.J. Spiller, you could have the MVP this season. C.J. Spiller, and I love the uniforms that they're wearing right there they're too. Great. A nice little
4: throwback. It reminds me of Joe Cribbs. C.J. Spiller. Anytime a coach comes out and say we're going to run this guy. 300, 500 times, whatever they were talking <laughs> about. They okay. want to, they want 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 to give him the Jackson. Donovan McNabb treatment. They want him throwing up on the field. This is the guy to take.
3: Yeah, the only time I didn't like that was when they said it about, North Turner said it about Ryan Matthews in San Diego. We saw uh, how that turned you've out. You've bashed <laughs> Ryan Matthews enough today. <laughs> Leave him be. All right, give me
4: your MVP. Steven Jackson. I love this guy. It seems like in every draft that I'm in, I end up with Steven Jackson in the second round just because of the way it breaks down. I really like this guy. And you know what? I understand he's approaching 30 years old. I think he is 30 years old. It doesn't matter. He's in an offense now where he's going to be able to score. And that was the big thing. If you look at his career, the one thing that has held him back, he has not been able to score for the St. Louis FC. He's going to get that opportunity in Atlanta. He's going to score 15 touchdowns. He's going to catch the ball. Oh, I love it. You're coming strong. He's going to be huge. You know what? Your first-round pick should come through with you. It's the guys in the second, the third round. Those periphery guys that have to come through for you, that guy is going to be be Steven Jackson. Don't
5: be surprised if Steven Jackson on his first carry has no idea what to do when that hole is as big as a (laughs) Mack truck. (laughs) It's like, wow, because they have to defend the perimeter, and he's not going to see that eight, nine in a box anymore. I like Steven Jackson. Keep keep in mind,
2: Michael Turner had no fewer than ten rushing touchdowns in five years with the Atlanta Falcons. He even had 10 last year and he wasn't very good. He was over the right. hill. Their stats were identical. Do? Their stats were
4: identical. Michael Turner, Stephen Jackson, they yep. exactly except yep. for the touches. Plus, it makes their offense more dynamic. When Michael Turner was on the field last season, the Falcons were very predictable. You knew that they had to run the football. Because Stephen Jackson can catch the ball,
3: that makes their team multi dynamic he's gonna double have threat double, double threat. threat it's All gonna right. be a big year for them let's go to the defensive side of the ball here for a second Akbar your defensive fantasy MVP who's your player of the year on the defensive side of the
5: ball without a doubt I'm going with Alden Smith to me Alden Smith has to be that guy because I think Alden Smith is going to be able to get to the quarterback I mean last season you saw him get off I mean I think this year he's going to be healthy everybody on the inside is healthy they've got the secondary I think is going to be locked up you know they're going to bring in a new nickel package you know I have to bring in the name Asamoah. if they bring him in that situation they They've got a lot of weapons there. Alden Smith could have 20 sacks this season.
4: Look for Tyron Matthew to have a big impact, not only on the field for the Arizona Cardinals, but in your fantasy leagues because when you're drafting cornerbacks, a lot of times you don't, you have guys who are shut down corners, don't get a lot of points because quarterbacks don't throw at them. They'll test them. Fussy gets you
3: sacks. I like that guy. All right, Akbar. I also look for you to have the inside information on the season of scandal as well with your friendship <laughs> with awesome One, okay? Oh, yeah, I'll give you the inside. All right, very up. good. Hey, that's going to do it for us today. Check us out again tomorrow as we talk with Seahawks wide receiver Sidney Rice. NFL Fantasy Live returns tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com, 5 p.m. Eastern on
0: NFL Network. Get ready for your draft. Get ready for the season. You go into your shower feeling